In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day uh, nor the hour. Um, My first Sunday here at Redeemer, and I'm preaching on the final day, when there's no need of preachers anymore, or any services at all. We move to the church triumphant, where we'll be around the throne of God. Uh, We are in the final three Sundays of the church year. Today, the third last, the focus of these Sundays are always on the end, uh, the last day, the final day, the day of the Lord when he comes again in glory. Uh, This kind of lesson, uh, or the old uh, Kennedy model of evangelism, always leads us to some fearful kind of questions and makes us ask, are you ready? Are you ready for that day? And people squirm in response, and and often I'll get answers like, well, I hope so, the most dreaded answer of any Lutheran pastor, I hope so. I want to say, what do you mean you hope so? Quit looking at yourself and answer the question in Christ Jesus. The flesh is always at work leading us away from the cross of Jesus Christ and the promise he gives, and the devil is certainly quick to want us to look at ourselves and see our sins and say, I'm not so sure I am ready. People will say, well, I've tried to live a good life. The answer of the law and the flesh before a righteous drudge uh, may be true enough, but not good enough. If that's going to be the way you stand, then no, you're not ready. Indeed. And so uh, people talk about the end times with a level of unease. You know, it's kind of Kind of cool to have movies that come out to show an apocalyptic theme or some books and people will run to read the Left Behind series and try to find something to grab a hold of that in the end it'll, it'll be so uh, uh, wonderful. But then they're left with, oh my goodness, the airplane doesn't have a pilot and the car is veering off the road. This is terrifying. Hmm. Most people don't want to consider the final day at all. Uh, It is and should always be a a fearful thing for us as we consider that and as we uh, declare every week, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, the quick and the dead. And we should step back and go, that's a pretty serious sentence. Our faith tells us we'll be saved, judged innocent. We declare uh, in baptism that we have been washed of our sin, covered with the righteousness of Christ Uh, But just because we are and will be declared innocent by uh, God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ does not mean that that final day will not be one that is a day of wrath and judgment for those that are not in him. Uh, Amos uh, makes the point in the Old Testament lesson today for those who would have this kind of smug complacency and say, oh, let it come, no big deal. Uh, Amos sees the day of the Lord from a perspective of of the law and the judgment that's coming, uh, and and he highlights for us that there's no light there. That final day is darkness and gloom, Uh, and he says, like running away from a lion, and in the process, there you meet a bear to rip you apart, or you lean against a wall in the house, think you're safe, and the snake pops out to bite you. You don't, Don't think it's not a big deal or be smug. Uh, as if you can control the events. It's not a pretty picture that Amos is painting for us. Uh, Israel being complacent and 
So also us, if we put our faith on the back burner and just kind of go on with life as if God is not that important, we must not think for one second that being spiritual or religious is going to do the trick before God. Amos highlights feasts and assemblies could care less about those things. Um, sacrifices, I'm not even going to look at them. Emotional praise songs and instruments, I'm not listening. Don't focus on those. What he says he wants is justice, gushing like a waterfall, and righteousness, uh, rushing like a river. Uh, who among us here would dare to say, well, well, that's me. Uh, I do justice. Uh, I do righteousness, and we need to step back and say, not on our own, we don't. Not at all. Uh, only in Christ. He does justice. He is righteousness and exudes from him. And only in him uh, will it flow from us too. Apart from Jesus, the day of the Lord described in these texts is exactly as Amos describes it, darkness and gloom and death apart from Jesus. But in Jesus, we have a different picture. And that's what Paul is highlighting for us in the epistle lesson today. He's looking at that final day from the side of, of Jesus or the gospel the hope that is in him. The day of the Lord is a day of his reappearing. Uh, not that he's been absent again. He comes again and reappears. Uh, he didn't leave us uh, when he ascended to heaven. He's among us in his church through his word and sacrament, but he will reappear. We will see him in all his glory. Uh, and then the dead are raised and the living are changed and we'll be with the Lord forever, it says. And it says, let's encourage one another in these words to look at these final things from the, the gospel side, from Jesus' side, from his promises. It's our hope, uh, our encouragement, the vindication of our faith. We, uh, we awaken from the sleep of death to be with the Lord and with one another forever. That's a glorious thing to look forward to. Uh, there was a little confusion at the time. Uh, when's this gonna happen? And so many heard Jesus say, I'm coming quickly, and they thought, that's going to be pretty quick here. So let's go ahead and sell everything. We'll get together. We'll mooch off other people. Uh, we'll make it all work. And then time went on, and he didn't come, and it didn't happen, and time goes on. Even Paul, in the text today, what does he say? Uh, he, he includes himself, we who are alive, uh, because he's thinking, well, I'm going to be alive too. It's going to be pretty quick here. But there's a difference between soon and quick. Um, the same Greek word, uh, but he highlights maybe he's coming quickly, as we hear in the text. All of a sudden, the shout of the archangel and the sound of the trumpet of God, and boom, he's here. Um, no time to prepare, uh, no slow trip. He who ascended into the heavens will descend, and all will see him. Paul figures it out a little while later. He, he comes to the conclusion, okay, maybe this is going to take longer than I thought. And he says, I'm going to die. I'm near the end of my life. It's the way it's going to be. Um, Paul, the day of the Lord is not dark and gloomy. It's bright. It's a glorious day. Uh, loud, it says, again, trumpets going, angels shouting. I'm assuming that's going to be loud enough for all of us to hear as he describes it. There'll be no, there'll be no mystery as we have in uh, like the rapture of the Left Behind series that all of a sudden a group gets popped away and we wonder, well, what happened? No, we'll know when he comes. All the world will know. 
It's a day of resurrection and renewal and reunion. The dead in Christ will rise from their graves. Think about that. The people you've lost in your life that you love, all of a sudden, uh, there they will be. And then those of us who are left will be changed, he says, and will meet the, the Lord in the air with this triumphant procession as he comes to earth as the king of all glory. Can you imagine? Uh, hi, Mom. Uh, Dad. Uh, all the people you've loved and are lost. Uh, a, re a reunion beyond our imagination. And there with the Lord uh, himself that we've We've trusted in faith, we've seen pictures of, we've read about, we know, but there he'll be in all his glory, imagine. The day of the Lord is the day when death is finally trampled completely underfoot and no longer holds sway. Uh, we look forward to it. It's why when we get to the end of the scripture, the day of revelation, how does it end? Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. Uh, we're ready for this. And so, uh, what's your perspective as we come uh, to church today uh, when Jesus says, I come quickly? How do you live as people who trust that today could be the last day? Tomorrow, who knows? Maybe we won't make it through the service. And Jesus will come down in all glory and we will see him. How do you live uh, if it is another week or a month or to the end of your life. The kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Uh, so kind of a tough scenario. I, you don't, you're gonna have to not think of yourself with frilly dresses at this point, but focus on the oil lamps that he's describing. Um, little clay pots with a wick and a few ounces of oil uh, to get you around the house, but wouldn't last too awfully long. You had to have more oil to keep it going. Uh, to show up at the wedding with oil lamps, five brought extra oil, we'll told five uh, don't. Um, and who wants to look silly carrying around a big jug of oil anyway? It's a lot easier just to have the little lamp. Uh, that's enough. The foolish figured they, they knew the time. Well, it can't be too much longer. A few ounces, that'll get us through. Um, they figured they knew the groom was on his way. But a lively faith is continually filled with God's forgiveness, uh, his grace, hearing uh, his absolution, receiving his sacrament, opening his scriptures to hear his word. Not just one little lamp, but continually filling it and filling it and filling it with Christ uh, that he in your life would prepare you for that day. The foolish, they figured wrong, and so they missed the party. The wise, the faithful, on the other hand, they're almost overprepared, but that's okay. Better to have extra than not enough. Their whole focus, the center of their lives, were on these oil lamps, making sure, do I have enough to get me through to the end? Uh, if I have extra, great, but I don't want to run out. What no one figured in this text is that the groom was going to be late. It was going to be a while. Uh, that everyone would fall asleep because it got late. Uh, what no one figured is that the groom, well, he's, he decides to do it when nobody would expect it. I mean, when's the last time you went to a midnight wedding? But there he is. He shows up at the unexpected moment. Uh, wise and foolish in the Bible are ways of describing those of faith and those who do not believe. 
You know the verses. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the fool says in his heart, there is no God. It is foolish to think you have time to procrastinate when it comes to the things of salvation. Uh, I'm a pretty good procrastinator at times. I think we all are. We all think we have extra time. Uh, And then something unexpected comes up and throws our whole schedule into a tizzy. Uh, It's the way we are. And then when that happens, then our foolishness sticks out, doesn't it? We're not prepared. We're uh, caught flat-footed. And people go, boy, you'd think that he'd have had that ready before now. Um, We always think we have time. And we don't know the time. It looks silly to the world, as I said earlier, to gather here on a Sunday morning. To them, it's, uh, and I hear it so often, it's my one day off. I didn't know it was your day. Um, the football game's on. I got a barbecue going, friends coming over. It's easy to put off hearing the word and focus on other things as much more important. They see us uh, coming together to worship a God that we do not see, um, someone that we say is both God and man, and they see it as almost silly. Uh, The atheists laugh at us uh, as we gather here this morning. Uh, It's easy to think also that, well, the little bit of religion I have will, will keep me. I went to Sunday school when I was a kid. Um, I haven't been there in 20 years, but I still believe as the oil gets further down and further down and further down. It isn't until the end that the folly of the foolishness uh, is, re- the foolish is revealed and everyone sees it for what it is, but not sooner. Uh, in this life, uh, too often, the foolish are the ones who appear stylish and cool and they have all the toys, and they, they enjoy their time, and we look at them and say, boy, they're living a pretty good life until the trumpet blast comes and the Lord descends, and then, uh, well, all their talk of you guys going and worshiping God. Well, if there really was a God, would he, and then dot, 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 fill in the blank, what would you say? And they mock you and they scoff you for trusting in Jesus. It's easy to deny the Lord until the noise begins, And then we'll see who has oil and who does not. And no amount of pounding or pleading on the door is going to get you in. We have that really quite horrible sentence where Jesus says, I don't know you. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't know you. Only at the end, on that day, uh, the end of all days, will the wisdom of your faith be vindicated. Then you will be seen as the glorious children of God who trusted in the Lord and you will shine uh, brightly for all to see, but not until then. So how do you live as end time people? Well, the text uh, says it's, it's like these uh, virgins. So he says, be watchful, uh, be sober, be alert, uh, tend to the work of your vocations, but always watchful, not thinking that that's where your hope is in those things, but in him. Hear the word, hear it continually, receive his body and blood, pray, praise, give thanks. 
focused with Jesus in the crosshairs of your, your vision, never losing sight of, are you ready? Yes, because Jesus has already done it all for me. I trust in him alone. When he appears quickly, without warning, um, not like the first time where John the Baptist uh, set the stage and said, he's coming, get ready for him. No, for 2,000 plus years, the church has been John the Baptist saying, he's coming, be ready. He comes in glory. He appears like a groom at midnight and the baptized in Christ, trusting in him, will rise to greet him. Uh, what a glorious day. Lamps full of oil, trimmed, ready to go, extra oil on the side, watchful, sober, ready. Uh, that's our hope. Not the hope of uncertainty like, well, I hope the Seahawks win. That let me down just last week. Uh, but a certain hope, a sure hope, a confident hope uh, that he has done it all and it is fulfilled and his word never fails. And we, uh, we prepare with joyful anticipation uh, because you never know when the party begins. But what a joy it'll be to be there. In Jesus Christ, amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds safe and secure in Jesus Christ. Amen.